When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome into Poke the Bear episode 127. I'm Evan Marinovsky. That's Connor Ryan. Connor. What is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. I'm in a different location. I'm back the home at my at my childhood home. So I there are no Maranowski abode. The Maranowski abode. There are uh this is my old bedroom. There's no bed in it because it's at my new place. Uh there's no lights, so I'm using sunlight from the window. So this is as natural as it gets. Uh for you're gonna sleep like a vampire? You're just gonna like sleep upright or I, I might have to sleep on the floor. I might just, you know, go straight across. No, I'm lucky just I get the, the guest room. I get the guest okay, room, good. which is, which is good. great. I got my own TV for my Xbox and stuff. So I, I, I personalize it. You know, I have to. Um, yes. But at any rate, this is being recorded uh, prior to the Bruins back-to-back against uh, the Winnipeg Jets and the New Jersey Devils to, uh, prior to Christmas, before the little Christmas break. Um, but again, uh, fun stuff the other night in the Bruins. Uh, Connor Clifton and Brandon Carlo getting the first two goals. By the way, how how stunned were you when you learned that Connor Clifton does not like Cliffy hockey? Quite the revelation, you know. It's almost like when it was revealed, I think uh, we got insider information that Nick Ritchie wasn't a fan of when uh, the I think you and Ty I Anderson. were there. You and yes. I were both there when yeah, that happened. Yeah, when, when the esteemed Ty Anderson uh, has his meme of uh, Nick Ritchie's beautiful face on the, the moon superimposed <laughs> against that. He wasn't a fan of that. Like, it was a true revelation. It's like when you find out, like, you know, behind the scenes for movies, like all these cherished movies you love and like you find out afterwards like the cast all hated each other like, yeah. it was like fights on set didn't, it's like didn't, when you will find ferrell, like, didn't will ferrell hate the director of elf or the guy who put elf together i saw that in a tiktok uh, once that might be complete yes but i think there's something true. like that like there's always those kind of stories but like when you find out something like that where it's like nick richie doesn't like the moon meme or you have like connor clifton not like cliffy hockey it's a revelation but i mean it I get where Jim Montgomery saying that the Cliffy hockey term was more of like describing him like being reckless, which like, I don't know. I view it more just like the the bombastic nature of him. Like you take the good and the bad, right? Of like there's yes. stretches where he has the puck kind of stick and becomes like Paul Coffey for a shift. You're know, like, what the hell was that? Like, that, I think that's Cliffy hockey more than like I'm going to line up a guy and try to like knock him into the next dimension and like lead to a, like an odd man rush or something like that. So. Yeah, I was. Ne- I never thought it was derogatory. I mean, like his teammates used to say. And I went back and looked, and back in like 2019 in the playoffs, like I remember Tory Krug said, like, "Oh, that's Cliffy hockey. Like he mm-hmm. just, you know, he would just take over a game for 
like 30 seconds. Um, but again, it's his thing. So, I mean, if he doesn't like it, we abide by it. You know, I mean, it's just yes. this way it goes. Um, but didn't Montgomery give him a new term or, or did he not give a new term? Ooh, I, I don't think I he gave a one. new I don't think he gave a new term yet, but I don't know. We'll see. The people, it's Bruins. Bruins fans will think of something, right? Or, or they'll just keep on calling him Cliffy Hockey. Like, there's plenty of nicknames I feel like stick that the players don't even like. I feel like well, time I and time again. I saw so many tweets of people being like, "We respect you, Connor, but we're still calling you Cliffy yes, Hockey." Exactly, like, yes, exactly. That was a lot of the 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 response to that. But fans will come up with something uh, different. But again, Clifton scored. Brandon Carlo finally scored a goal. Uh, which for him is big and he's been good. Uh, is he someone that you see as kind of flying under the radar? Yeah, I think for Kahlo, one, it has to be, you know, a huge boost for his confidence just to score that goal. It also wasn't like a a play, right, where it was just like a firing a shot from the blue line and it redirects or it takes a weird bounce and beats the goalie. I mean, it was he's not really a guy you you view as being a offensive threat. He's not a guy that catches in the checks off of being a Kale McCarr type player, I would say, but I think for him to kind of join that Russian transition, a really, really nice feed from Marchand, but for him to bury that chance has to do wonders for him just to get on the scoreboard and, and build that momentum. And yeah, he's a guy that I think Carlo, it's tough, right? Because I think he's got an uphill climb both, you know, maybe figured, figuratively and then even physically, whether it's like, you know, his battles with concussions, but He's also a guy that when he's playing at his best, we always do the comparison of he's almost like an offensive lineman. Like you don't really a good game for him maybe doesn't translate. Or it's not like a guy like Clifton who if he's playing with a lot of assertiveness, you can see it in his game, whether he's like, you know, driving down low or what have you. You can see a offensive minded defenseman like a McAvoy or a Lindholm or a Grizzly when they're on their game. You can see a few shifts or plays and be like, all right, he's feeling it. Carlo, it's not. You know, even when he's playing really, really well, or if he's nothing out scoring chances, contributing on the PK, just not as easy to pick up. But I think when you look at his overall numbers, and yes, he's a guy that he's got a lot of D zone starts, got a lot of PK work, which leads to more chances where you can look bad, right? Whether you're at the net front and a guy slips past you, what have you. But I mean, when you look at his five on five play like numbers, it's, you know, he's leading the Bruins defense and shots against per 60 minutes, shots on goal against, scoring chances against. All these like metrics that for a guy that has that many D zone starts and kind of gets dealt the the tough assignments, he's held up his end, right? It's not like he's a guy that's a liability out there in these minutes. Like, yes, teams will get goals against you when you're spending 40% of your time uh, in the offensive zone. Like you're not getting a lot of chances, but um, I, I think it's a situation where all in consider when you look at what his strengths are and what, Carlo needs to do night in and night out to bring value to this team. I think he's really done that, especially over the last, you know, month or so. I think when he started off a bit slow, adjusting to Montgomery system has that concussion, of course. But I think over the last month, he's done what's asked for him for what his role on this defense is. You hit on it at the start. Like you don't talk about Carlo when he's doing really well because you right. don't really notice it that much. And I think that's the good thing. I mean, I, I haven't found myself watching these games going, oh, another missed assignment by Carlo. Oh, another like he has been he's held up his end of the deal. He's a good shutdown defenseman. And the other thing I think with a guy like Carlo that we kind of overlook sometimes with the shutdown defenseman, it's a really hard job. It's a Not, really hard yeah. job. <laughs> like I think we always focus on the game. We'll focus a little bit late uh, in a little bit on kind of the points end of defensemen and producing offensively. We don't often, I think, give the due credit to players who are shut down defensemen. And we, we do Derek Forbert, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I mean, it's a tough job. 
it's a really hard job. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, for a guy like Carlos, especially with his concussion history, when you're in those net front battles, when you're battling in the corner, things like that, it's just, it's not good. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, it's not an easy job. Uh, what is what I'm trying to say. And I think with Carlo, um, he's had a good year. Scott McLaughlin wrote about it recently. I think for EEI, um, that Carlo's been, you know, under the radar and, uh, which again is a, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing for the Bruins that he's been, you know, doing well, um, and hasn't had any injury issues of lately, uh, or of late, which I think is good for, um, the Bruins safe bet, safe bet, Connor, that the Bruins will continue to get good play on defense. But when we're talking really safe bets, talking about a good friends over at bet online, right? You are Evan. Listen up guys. Our partners at bet online continue to be the Number one source for all your bet needs and sports info over at bet online. You can still find all the latest odds, news and sports developments, the latest fighting news, NFL bets. And yes, with the NHL back, even more wages and odds. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code CLNS50. Bet online where the game starts. Starts. Where the game starts. So uh, Jim Montgomery had an interesting comment uh, recently regarding Charlie McAvoy. Um, And it's kind of hinting at he's been good, but there's kind of like a second gear. Yeah, yeah, it was after uh, their most recent game over at the Garden in terms of what McAvoy has brought. And Montgomery said, you know, quote, he has levels to reach. I think if you ask Charlie, he's not happy with his 200-foot game. There's moments where he's elite at both ends of the ice. What I like most about him is when games are on the line, that's when he's at his best. That's going to come at times, just like with Brad Marchand. Same thing. Neither one of them is at the top of their game yet. That's good. That's good for our team. And I think I do think that's right in terms of, uh, I think you look at the minutes that McAvoy logs. He's still averaging 23, 24 minutes a night. The points have honestly been there. I think he's only a, a point or two outside of being a point per he's game type player. Two goal. I just looked when you were reading two goals, 17 points in 18 games. Yeah. So, I mean, the, <laughs> the point, the points are still there. Uh, I, I think you look Montgomery, at Montgomery. He's he's lost the locker room. It's it's over. It's it's, yeah. the, it's Bruce Cassidy 2.0. I, I think it's something when you just look, and it's almost kind of similar to Marshan, right? Where he's still a top six player. The points are still there, even though for Marshan, it's a lot on the power play, which has also kind of been the case a bit with McAvoy. You know, he's had a he's helped out a lot by being on that power play, but I think it's just the the full you know game effort, not not effort, but just the production or maybe the expectations. And something that I think you look at Marshan and what he brings every night, McAvoy, what he brings every night. And when I think when McAvoy's at his best, it's, I think Montgomery's right. It's his 200 foot game, right? There's, we've seen many times in the playoffs where McAvoy will finish with 25 minutes, maybe like an assist or two, but it doesn't, you know, paint the full picture in terms of how effective he is, whether it's delivering a big hit. Uh, you know, having a stick lift, you know, breaking up an odd man rush, something like that. And I think that's probably been the case for McAvoy. I would probably say a lot of it's been maybe in transition where he's been a little bit longer to recover a puck or he's maybe not as assertive or decisive with that first pass or whether to take the puck himself and kind of weave through the neutral zone. So I do think he's right in that regard that maybe he's not at his best level. That being said, McAvoy at 75, 80%, who's still getting better. Um, 
that still the Bruins will gladly take that. And they've been helped out by the fact that, again, Lindholm's flying at a high level. Carlo Clifton, like all these guys are playing very well. So it's not like the hopes of this defense rests on McAvoy being at 100%. But I think when you look at where McAvoy already is so far this season, how young he is, how much you can expect him to get, you know, get back in, in game shape and get back to his previous capabilities, have to be feeling pretty good, right? Like I don't think this is a situation. It's not like Martian, who's 34, where you, you know, you expect him to, to get better, but you still have that, you know, lingering fear maybe in the back of your head. I think you look at a guy like McAvoy, who's, you know, at his age, at his level of play, he'll be back in short order, I'd, I'd say. I was thinking of this as you were uh, talking, and I think it's very interesting. When you really think about it, wouldn't it almost be more concerning if Martian and McAvoy were at the top of their top of, like, the top of the top of their games and were outstandingly elite and the Bruins were the best team in hockey, but the rest of the team was underperforming. And yeah, exactly. in this yeah. case, you have the team, the best team in hockey, and both Martian and McAvoy, arguably the team's two best players, are underperforming. And it's because they're so elite. You know, it's because they are so much better than everybody else um, that, it, you know, it, 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 this happens where like, you know, it's like, oh, they could be a little bit better here or there. Um, and I think that, that McAvoy, unfortunately, is sort of suffering from that now, but you're right. I mean, McAvoy has those instances where he is just dominant. I mean, you remember those, those, yeah. those playoff series like against the Hurricanes where he just dropped Jordan Stahl. Like you have those moments where it's just like game changing player. And I think uh, McAvoy is um, more than just a game changing player. I think he is, you know, again, um, outstanding on that yeah. on that back end. And he's a BU guy, which is even better for you, not for me, but for you. There it is. Yes, of course. there it is. Lucky you. I'm not paid by um, the university. No, never paid by the university. Um, good recruiting class coming into BU soon, by the way, next year. Always, you know, good stuff. Now that I'm with, with New England Hockey Journal, it's a lot of recruiting and. Those kids before they You're hit leading college. Leading the charge, Evan. I appreciate leading the it. Charge. Appreciate yes. documenting the next the next class of terriers coming in. I must admit, though, Connor, BC's next recruiting class is like the top of the top kids. That's um, cool. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, good That's for cool. them. Yeah, really cool for them. Um. Anyways, it's Christmas time. Did you know what? this? It is Christmas time. Christmas oh, is only in a few days. Uh, is your first of all uh, the, the, the typical Christmas questions? Is your Christmas shopping done? It is done, actually. I I knocked out most of it. Uh, I'm very much someone who knocks out a lot of it around Black Friday and all that stuff. I don't I don't need to be running amok the week before Christmas. I enjoy uh, you know being out and about on Christmas. I enjoy doing some shopping, but like the week before Christmas, no. I was yeah. at Market Basket yesterday, and my Ooh. goodness, it was a war zone in there. Well, it's like, always a war zone in Market Basket. But, but you know, there's like the blissful, like you you embrace the chaos at most times in Market Basket. This was like bedlam. There was fighting. There was <laughs> one pie left, and they were fighting over it, and it was like a custard pie, so it was like a, a crappy pie anyway. Ugh. It was not good. It was it, – I needed to get out of there. It was like Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards, like, where he's like <laughs> trying to get come up for air. That was me at Market Basket. So – Love Christmas, love love the shopping, love being out and about in the city, spending, you know, way too much money, you know, ruining my credit score. But it's when it's like the week before Christmas, not fun. At that point, yeah. I'll stay inside, watch Christmas movies. That's what the week before Christmas should be. Well, I'm with you on this. I think it's so much better. I mean, maybe our listeners might disagree. We might be stressing people out who have yet to go shopping, which I think you're already stressed out. Why you listen to the to podcast shopping. then? Yeah, go go shop. Maybe they're driving there. Maybe they're driving to the True. local Target or something to buy gifts. Um, but when you think about it, like 
I love kind of the the no, you know Black Friday to like December tenth, eleventh, twelfth yeah. kind of area. That's, that's when I get you, all my you get stuff the work done. done. Yeah, and then after that, it's like you just kind of get to relax the, for for the rest of Christmas. You get to just enjoy it. I don't think you can. Tr- I remember when I used to work at Target in high school and a little bit of college. I don't know if listeners know this, but I worked at Target for a long time uh, through high school and college. And they have your um, they have your your picture of they have a mural of you in the Target in Framingham. In well, they of, should <laughs> MVP in honor of Evan Marinovsky. Yes, <laughs> this is this is the Evan Marinovsky uh, cash register. I had yes, uh, uh, register seven. If you ever see it, it that was mine. Um, but you know, you'd see the people frantically coming in. You know, the twenty second, the twenty third, and there was nothing ever there. Like they're just you know, won a lot of stock. So it's always fun to see people. You know, it can be fun when people are kind of running around all crazy for the gifts. You want to just get them early and get them often. But I'm done, thankfully. I can just chill these next couple of days. But, but the Bruins Christmas list. What would be at the top of the Bruins Christmas list, Connor? I mean, it's the one that everyone expects. It's like when the kid asks for like a PlayStation Two or whatever's the the top video game out there. It's for the Bruins. It's it's got to be a new contract for David Pasternak. But Ooh, yes. are they gonna get it? That's the, that's the question. Are you Ooh. gonna get it? Are you gonna get it? Or are on they getting cold? Twenty fifth. Are they getting cold? I don't know. I think they might get just a little like layaway slip or something like that. I feel like that's well, gonna be like, what, well, you know that's what's what JT Barry's gonna send them. When I graduated from fifth grade, my parents, uh, I was, you know, they they gave me a little, uh, like a little bag. It was probably like this big, and in it was a printed out picture of the Verizon logo. And they said, "We'll go pick out a phone in a few weeks." <laughs> that was the gift, and that was good enough. I was appreciative, but maybe that's what Pasha will give them a little Bruins logo and just say, "Here you go." You know, I'm staying, yes. but we'll figure this out later. Maybe that's yes. going to happen. And I mean, that's got to be. I think that we've we've already discussed quite a bit about Pasha not getting that contract, and I'm sure we. We'll continue to talk about it because I still don't think this is getting resolved uh, in the next couple of days, unfortunately. So, but in terms of immediate need, uh, what the Burns need to check off their list, it's David Poster knocking that contract, which again is going to keep on getting pricier and pricier. And we are going to continue to talk about it. I think people are annoyed. Absolutely. That, you think we like talking about this? Do you think we enjoy this? This is not like fun for us either. I don't like discussing the same topics every week. You guys know this, um, but that's a big one. That's a franchise-altering one. I think that's why that comes up so much. So uh, hopefully that'll be the, on their list. I think another thing on their list, Jeremy Swayman finding his game. And I do think, I think if he had scored that goal, I think it's like a, a 180 in the season. And maybe it still is for him. Maybe, you know, this Vesna, is... Vesna's back on. Vesna is fully back on. Um, and I think the, the the turning to the new calendar will be um, definitely helpful for him into 2023. I think Swayman kind of writing his own ship will be uh, good for them. And again, it's, it kind of goes back to the McAvoy and Marshan stuff. There's no huge pressure to fully be like, amazing right not to you know to be at your best right now solely because the team is rolling everything else is working yes guys will have their own slumps and whatnot but everything just seems to be going right which pretty crazy connor we kind of did predict that at the beginning of the year that everything would kind of go right and it's gone that way so far i will say though i will give swayman this i think swayman should stick with those pads i think swayman should have those pads for the rest of the year i love those pads listen man Um, look, look good feel good well, that's the thing. And and like I, my guess would be Linus Olmark will start the winter classic. Uh, I think Swayman should keep those uh, those pads for the rest of the year. I don't think there's any debate on that. That's a that's how like, you change a season. I'm changing up the pads. Yes. And from here on out, I'm just going to be nasty. Um, 
no trade deadline acquisitions for either of us on the what's on their Christmas list. I don't think, and we've said this, but I, that, like at the moment, there isn't anybody like, I know people are going to, the name of Patrick Kane will continue to kind of permeate trade rumors. I, I don't think that's urgent. I don't know where you're getting the cap space for that either. Um, But I don't think it's worth dealing stuff in return for. Well, I, I think that's the same thing. Like would the Bruins want that? Yeah, I would also like like a 23 BMW X3 with a red bow on it out front of my house. But like, it doesn't oh. mean I'm getting that shit. Like, that's the thing. Same I, I kind of want that I think too. That's, I think that's like the Bruins mindset there, or how Bruins fans should expect, uh, you know, this trade deadline to go. Would the Bruins love to add a guy like Bo Horvat who can play on the wing and then you have him down the middle going forward? Of course. But whether the fact that, one, you have to give up more draft assets, you got to make the cap work, and also probably pay Bo Horvat a crap ton of money because he's on pace for, I think like 57 goals this year. Like he's picking a pretty good time to, uh, to break out uh, before he, you know, gets the bag this summer. Um, I think it's something where, yeah, of course the Bruins would love to swing a trade at deadline, but is it feasible? I just don't see it happening. I'm, again, I think we both would love to be surprised and that the Bruins have been banking cap space and have more money than we expect. Or they move a contract or two and, and swing a move. But right now I think I'm a little skeptical. I just, again, I don't know how it works. And there's no, there's not a need for it. Like last year, they needed a top four left shot defenseman. Um, Last, you know, the year before they needed a top six forward. Uh, This year, it's not the same. They don't, they are not in desperate, desperate need of any big name player. They are set. Uh, barring injuries, okay? If they yes, have a huge injury yes. or something, then it's different. Then we can sit here and say, all right, now the Bruins do have to kind of go into how do we add mode and things like that. Um, again, it'll probably be a depth forward or depth defenseman type deadline, which again, I, I don't think is a huge problem. And it's also, it's not like in 2020, in 2019, 20, remember that team, was the, they won the president's trophy. But throughout that year, we said multiple times, they are missing pieces. Like this is a one line team. You know, this is not, I, I think we were pretty adamant about like they need more um, because this right. is not a winning group uh, outside of that top line. Krejci needed a wing and it was just, uh, it, there isn't that this year. There really isn't. Yeah. They have all the pieces. So um, I think it's, we're singing a different tune this year, Connor. Um, and what can people look forward to from you? Yeah, we're going to have you covered again every step of the way uh, over at BSHA. Of course, this is my last couple of days there, but uh, we'll have you covered throughout this week and uh, in the weeks ahead. Again, people at BSHA will continue to churn out great quality content. So please still subscribe over there at bostonsportsjournal.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. Connor Ryan, Evan Marinovsky, you poke the bear. Let's just have a great rest of your week and a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.